All right, we're back. We are here again with another another edition of uh, Casey Music Talk. Uh, today, I have a guitar player, band leader, and the jam master himself, Dave Hayes. How you doing, man? I'm doing okay. Sweet. I'm okay. Um, so I met you at your jam, I think. Yes. Or no, 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 it wouldn't have been your jam. It would have been Samantha's jam. Probably, yeah. yeah. Over yeah. at the Hannibals. That yeah, that was a long time ago. long yeah. time ago. And uh, so you are a musician here in town, and um, I, uh, I think a lot of people have been uh, calling you kind of the jam master a little bit because you, you're, you're pretty good at running open jams. I think your, yours has been pretty well... We've been pretty well attended. Close to having it, close to having it down to a science, but yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. But that, that I definitely want to talk about open jams here in a bit. But that that's one that I, I'm always really, uh, really happy to come to your jams with uh, Danny uh, Montero and uh, Paul Greenlease, and and I think you guys run a really, really good jam. So um, we try. Yes, and that's. Uh, Tuesday, right now, Tuesdays at Llewellyn's, and then Friday at, uh, at Sunday, or Sunday at uh, Firehouse, yeah, 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 so, um, did you, I think you told me one time, did you start, like, kind of in your 20s, did you say that, or am I thinking about um, something else? I just picked up guitar when I was a teenager, and I've never played out in a band until I was about 35, actually. Wow, yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty I late did, like, compared the whole to mechanic other. thing, and, and mm -hmm. finally somebody was like, "Get out of the house! You need to get in a band. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're driving us nuts." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you that's, I think that's in general a little bit later than a lot of other people do because usually people are doing the garage band thing when they're young, right? Yeah. 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 A lot of, a lot of yeah, a lot of people are. Yeah, yeah, and I did that too, but not like I didn't actually play in a band that actually got out. I played in a lot of, hey, let's form a band. Okay, let's get together and yeah, never got, you know, off the shelf. Oh sure, like, yeah. You know, they never ended up getting a gig, huh? Yeah, it was yeah. just a, in a basement. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. I think we all have had those before, and um, and so like, and then the other thing is that is really cool is. You got to uh, you you won the Kansas contest the blues contest right? Um, that would have been like five years ago or something. Or uh, explain, how, City, explain yes. how that works. The the, the IBC mm -hmm. International Blues Contest uh, competition um, is basically kind of like a battle of the bands. Um, there's a local level, which is Kansas City level. And then there's a national level, which we took like second place mm -hmm. uh, down in Memphis, Tennessee. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Actually, wasn't my band. This is a band that I played with at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, though, man. I mean, because, and correct me about the numbers or whatever, but I know that Samantha's gone down there, right? No, Samantha, I don't think she didn't. Samantha she didn't. I thought she there. went there down there one year. Was she? I thought it was like right after yours or before yours because I thought it was like three years in a row because Trampled Underfoot went down there too, right? Trampled, Trampled Underfoot went down there uh, and took first place mm -hmm. in 2008. Yeah, okay. So like, because I, cause I thought I had heard that Samantha went down there too because that's why I was like, well, yeah, that's right. Like Kansas City, like owning this contest like six years in a row. Like that's yeah. right. Yeah. 
What what was that like down there to kind of like re- represent Kansas City blues? Was it? Did you feel any way about that? Or? Um. Oh, it was it was a really good experience. Uh, met a lot of really good players. Um, it was a fun time. It was good to hang out in Memphis. Um, the the bands and everything, the musicianship was just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really was. There was 500 bands there. Um, 500? Yeah. Uh, the year we competed. And they were oh, all, crap. they all had one in their region or, mm-hmm. you know, the what they all had one where they represented, you know, and come down. And then, uh, uh, I mean, there was bands from Japan. There were blues bands oh, from wow. Japan. Uh, uh, from all over the place. That's cool. You know, so it truly was like from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, they were all good, every single one of them. I mean, yeah, wow. they were all fantastic. Um, and uh, the competition itself was, uh, well, it was kind of like on pins and needles because we played, or, well, the first thing we did was Jaws, Jaws, see who goes first. And then you got to sit around and wait, and then then you perform, and then you sit around and wait. Sure. You know, and you watch all these great players, you know, and so it really was like being on pins and needles from about 2 o'clock every day until, you know, oh, yeah. you were done every night. We did that five days straight. We went all the way to the finals. Oh, wow. And it was, that was grueling. I mean, you know. Just sit around and wait and be nervous and oh yeah sure how many you know, how many songs did you guys play then like what was the sets like um well they give you a, a lot of time so we took up we filled up like a twenty minute spot and a thirty Ooh. minute spot I think yeah okay. or, you know roughly yeah it, sure as I remember it yeah what what has been speaking of like Kansas City blues it's like what um have you gotten a kind of sense about like blues wise how Kansas City is like and this is kind of a silly question but compared to like some other cities that you've been in do you, have you gotten kind of a sense of like the well um you know Memphis has its own sound New Orleans has its own sound mm-hmm. Kansas City does have its own sound mm-hmm. I mean um it goes all the way to back to Big Joe Turner, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, probably even before that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but uh, but you know I can't elaborate on that too yeah, much. Yeah, My yeah. history's a little rough. Sure, I'm sure there's a historian somewhere that can, you know. I'm basically trying to get you to talk crap about other towns. That's basically oh, what I'm trying to do. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you know I'm not gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I'm giving you heck. <laughs> But uh, yeah, but that's cool, man. I'm really glad that uh, I know a lot of times when when other people go to other cities, they always get some kind of information. You know, if it, even if it's like that, a uh, an amazement like what you had of how many great bands are out there yeah. or something. You know, it, yeah. it's always a learning experience. Going well, on. when I have people come in from out of town, they're like. Uh, you know, wow, we don't have anything like this yeah. where we are, yeah. you know. So live music is is uh, kind of a hot spot for live music in, in a way that um, is appreciated 
in other places that don't have it mm -hmm. as much as we do here. But then we're not really appreciated that much in our hometown. Yeah. You know. But we are appreciated, you know, but I mean. Oh, yeah, I know what you not mean. Not to yeah, the level. Yeah. That, it, that it probably should be, maybe. But, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, we've, we, everybody talks about us kind of being a jazz town, but I think we're more of a blues town. I, I mean, in, in genre-wise, and I think we've probably always been that way. I mean, obviously, 20s and 40s were... Yeah, well, you know. it's not a competition. I mean, no, yeah, um, but you know, a lot of the lot of, a lot of it runs hand in hand. I mean, you know, mm. it really does. Um, um, I know a lot of players that play in both genres. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so the big thing that I wanted to talk to you a little about. We we've talked about this on the show a ton. Is uh, is the open jam scene here and I I'm really a huge fan of the open jams um I personally think it's a pretty big part of our scene here there's I mean there's 15 of them around town in all sorts of genres and stuff um can uh, can you talk about the jams in town and what's good about them or what's well, uh what's your thoughts on that like what do you want to know about them um like why do you think they're a good idea for us to have jams in town well, I'm kind of biased about that too because, like, like I just said, you know, earlier, that I didn't start playing out in, uh, you know, in bands until I uh, until I was like 35, mm -hmm. and I attended the jam. That's mm -hmm. like one of the first things I did. I mm -hmm. wanted to get out and play and see what it was like to play with a band, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, and at that point. You know that was like the log next logical step. Okay, what's it like to step on a stage and play your guitar and sing, and you know, so on and so forth. You know, in front of people, can you actually do that? You know, and not run in terror and hide behind the amp with yeah, your guitar. Mm -hmm. I, you know, um, so and um, so in the in the way the you know the jams are a good way for you to hone your skill. A uh, good way to keep your chops up, uh, and it's a great teacher if you want to get out and learn how to perform mm -hmm. a few songs, and uh, uh, it's a great way to network. You meet a lot of musicians. I met you that way. Mm -hmm. um, I met pretty much everybody I play with that way. Mm -hmm. um, so you can network. They're great for networking. They're great for... Um, um, Learning how to perform, they're great for uh, um, uh, ideas. I get more ideas from mm. from watching these young kids show up with the enthusiasm. Mm. You know, I get ideas from these old guys that have done it all and been there and done that. Mm -hmm. You know, so I get it's good for that. It's oh, good sure. for that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, and that and that that's. That is a good. It is a good first step, like you were talking about, like how, uh, how, how big a deal is that when you're at home and then you finally like get the, get the balls to get up on stage with somebody. I mean, that was that a pretty big deal for you, or was well, that, it was for me. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty shy and 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 uh, uh, took a lot for me. Uh, and the first time I was just horrible. I was so nervous and. Yeah. Uh, I got on this uh, amp that they had, 
and it was a twin, and the reverb was broke, and and you know it didn't really sound that good. And I played, you know, but um, uh, and I I was just horrible, yeah. you know, but uh, uh, some reason I stuck at it. So <laughs> for some reason, huh? Yeah. So how do you? So I'm really interested in psychology. So how do you? How do you feel about that? Like afterwards, was there a? I I don't know if you really remember, but do you remember going like, man, I can kind of do this, but I'm sucking at it right now. I just need to do it more. Or were you really afraid to go back? Or like, how do you feel? Um, well, I think probably my attitude early on was, you know what? It's the music that I love. And I'm in it for the music. I'm in it to play music, you know, because I, I can't do it because I'm terrified. So I mean, if I play in front of one person or I play in, you know, in front of a bunch of people, really, it's the music that I, that I drew it to me, mm. drew me to it, yeah. you know. And uh, I'm blessed. I feel like I'm blessed enough to have uh, a little bit of talent in that area. Mm. And so why shouldn't I? Yeah, you huh. know. There's yeah, other people that are doing it, so why can't it be me? Mm -hmm. You know, that's cool. That's a cool attitude to have. Um, and so, well, a lot of people do it for a second and then they quit or they don't stick at it. So, why I stuck at it was really because I just love the music, mm -hmm. you know. And at that point, I really didn't care if I uh, was terrible or what I was good mm -hmm. I wanted to be a part of the music yeah know? that's cool man we do get and I'm, I'm the almost the worst at this getting kind of wrapped up in kind of the hierarchy of, of these are the good players right these are the then, then then there's these guys then there's the you know and I, I'm really bad at that I, I get really and I'm, I think a lot of us get wrapped up into that we all do we yeah. all do we all do and that that's really great that even then maybe you it sounds like you didn't necessarily you weren't necessarily thinking a ton in that way that's that's really that seems like that's really wise well i got in with some really good players like right off the bat mm -hmm. i mean i was the weakest player in the room <laughs> to to begin with yeah you know what i mean and but it just made me work harder some people are like that and some people will just quit and yeah. that's the deal. Yeah, you know. right. Well, and so, like, the idea of, of I, I always think of it as kind of there's two parts to it. There's two, obviously, in, in regards to, like, groups of people. There's obviously the house band, and then there's the jammers, right? And then, obviously, the audience might be a third group. But the of the players, I've always had a theory of that to make a really good open jam, they, they they both have to be kind of working together. Like the that the house bands kind of got to get the crap, kind of have that crap together in every way, and then the jammers need to do their part, you know. And and both parts are different, you know, responsibility wise. It is true. Well, it's easier to fill a room if the music is good mm -hmm. than it is to fill yeah. a room if if it's just horrible. Sure. You know, and uh, um, so. What I always try to do is put up the strong players with the weakest players and, mm. and, and mix it up anyway, you know, mm -hmm. and... Why do you do that? Because... 
because I want the music to be good. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, right. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm happy when the music's good. Uh, the crowd's happy when the music's good, and you know, you're not gonna learn anything if you, you know, if you're a musician, you're not gonna learn anything if you don't like try to raise the bar on what you're doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes a little nudging, <laughs> you sure. know, in that yeah. direction. Like uh, um, not Phil, stupid guy's name. Uh, Steve uh, Steve Andrew on his little thing was talking about the idea of making sure he gets the weaker up with the really strong players to give them a chance, sort of. You know, where yeah. where they yeah. the like. So we made the example of like you get like Paul and Danny, you know, holding down a rhythm section. Then you get this young guitar player up there, and maybe you're up there with him too. And then all of a sudden he sounds good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 A lot of people don't understand. Uh, or well, a lot of young players come up. They don't really understand. Uh, um, what it's like to. Well, have to. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Talking about like running the song or like well yeah yeah uh, yeah what it's like to run a band or run a song or you know step in front of the mic and actually tell the band uh, uh, what to do or or to Mm. tell you know the tell the guitar player even though you know he's better than you you know hey you know take a solo you know (laughs) you do this yeah yeah, drummer solo or whatever you know or or you know we're going through the verse I'm gonna sing bring it down bring it up you know. So you're talking about cueing, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of players don't realize what it's like to have to communicate. Yeah, communication is a huge deal uh, when you're playing with a group of people because if you don't ever communicate, and this guy's doing his thing, and this other guy's doing his thing, and then mm-hmm. like, well, okay, you're gonna play together. You're gonna play. You mm-hmm. know, everybody's gonna yeah. do their own thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's kind of a weird, that's one of the probably the hardest things about getting up with a bunch of people, especially that you don't know, right, is, is, the, is the knowing all of the, first of all, all the little things that happen before the song even starts, right? Yeah. Everybody goes, what song are we going to, right, we're all standing on stage, like, okay, okay can't, well, can't you see, and yeah, and, uh, and, and, and yeah. like, that's the, that would be the first thing, and then, uh... Who's starting the song off? Yeah, who's you know what the I song mean. Off? Like I think a lot of young guys are, you know, they're just so excited or nervous to be up there that they like they've never had to do any of that that cueing and ru- that's why I kind of yeah. And no like one, no one when to like jump in and and start the song for them mm-hmm. if that's what it calls for. And no one when to like back off and let them do their thing mm-hmm. is another thing too because it's like a lot of you know, players are quite prepared to do that, and then yeah. some others aren't, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, one thing that I've kind of found that was funny, and I hadn't even thought of this till just the second, but a lot of times when we'll get, when I see, like, singers get up there where they're just, it, it might be a, a lady who's, who's more of a karaoke-type singer, but she's good, you know, she's got good pitch and stuff, they're always really clueless on what to do with the with the soloers 
Have you noticed that a lot? Like yeah, on well, the crazies, right? They'll get up and do those typical tunes and they won't really know what to do about. That's that's yeah. a whole nother topic because yeah. I've played in several bands and you have a lot of really good singers who don't know a thing about music mm. because you can carry a tune and sing but not know how to play an instrument, you know, or not even know what key you sing a song, okay? And so, all right, hum a few bars. Okay, I think you're singing in C. Okay, turn around to the band. <laughs> okay, this is in C, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's that's always fun. Like, so I guess like one of one of my things that I'll just get into it now because you just mentioned that, but like, I am always frustrated by cluelessness and it, like musician cluelessness and so a couple of examples of that would be like a singer going up there what song what key do you say oh i don't know right and uh the jammer getting up there knowing you know not having any clue how to start the song not having any clue how to end the song not not knowing what's going on with solos uh somebody coming up there not understanding that their amps at eight right now you know and everybody else is on three you know yeah, like and why am i drown, drowning out the vocals or not even know. noticing they're drowning out the vocal you know yeah. and like yeah. uh or and this has happened a lot in our jam scene too is somebody will like call a classic rock song that doesn't have any business being called on the stage right now and they just don't understand that these players can't handle this eight chord tune you're about ready to do yeah and like you know so like what do you and this is probably the biggest question i wanted to ask you tonight is that i need people to set me straight on this concept because i'm really hardcore about this and i'm probably pretty mean and i you know i heard a guy say one time that a jam is for <coughs> he said a jam is for professionals and serious students that was his position he was trying to argue for so basically what that means is that these guys should be at the jam and these guys need to watch well, a couple I don't times know how you could be a professional musician before you ever get on stage with and, and because I feel like that's pro I feel like it's a process mm -hmm. uh, being a whole musician thing to me is a process uh, uh, I learned to play guitar. That's what I did. Uh, before that, I took piano lessons. I never did a dang thing with it. But I learned how to play guitar. Okay, so now what the next thing is, is uh, I need to be able to play guitar in front of people. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, when I play a guitar in front of people, now, I'm, now I need to know more songs. Or I need to know my theory enough that I can stay with a band mm -hmm. that knows a lot of songs. Right. Okay. And so, and then I need to like be able how to follow, learn how to follow a band, mm -hmm. <laughs> and play with a bass player, a drummer, right. and and you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you know, and later on I might need to learn how to lead a band. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now you have an example right in your and band. So it's you know. become a process of of learning your instrument, then learning how to. Form, so you got a separate process there. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have yeah. learning your instrument, then learning how to perform. Mm -hmm. And the same way with singing, you learn how to sing, learn how to sing in front of people. Yeah, you know, two different things. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Because it is two different things. Yeah, uh, learning how to 
play guitar, learning how to play guitar with a bass player and a drummer. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, and so I so, guess one one way that his comment would try to get out of that is the serious student part. You know, is is that he's he's you know he he's a jazz guy. I won't, I won't out him, but uh, he's a guy here in town and. I, I thought about his comment, and I thought that was really interesting because <coughs> I think he just, like everybody else, knows exactly your story that you just talked about. You know, we had our first jam, and it went, mine, did, mine didn't go so great either, and, and you have to learn. You know, you have a couple, and you start sucking a little less, and then a little less, and all of a sudden we're good at it. And we, we all have to have that time, right? Yeah. Where we go in and kind I think of it suck. depends on what, what your definition of professional is. I mean, right. um, I'm when I hit the jams for the first time and I was, wasn't that good, you know, I didn't know a whole lot. Um, I got in really good players and uh, uh, went and did my first gig. My first gig, I, uh, we finished the night, they put money in my hand, said congratulations, you're a professional, you just got paid to play. Right. And I'm like, really? <laughs> wow, I just got paid to play, yeah. I'm a professional. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking professional, under that light, right? Okay. Well, then I'm a professional. I've been professional for years. Right. Um, and if you get paid to play, you're professional. Right. You know. Now, if if um, professional is somebody who spends their entire life studying for music, well, I've done that too, mm -hmm. but I haven't had any help. <laughs> you know. Right. Right. But uh, uh, or I've helped myself, but but. Um, there are people who spend their entire lives, and, and I have utmost respect for them. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. learning how to play music, learning, 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 learning. Yeah, yeah, right. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I might and, fall into yeah. that category. That's and professional, been, yeah. too, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, hey, Phil was talking about one of his definitions of professional would be a person who makes their living at this. You know, and, and he was distinguishing between the guy who gets money to do a gig, that's technically I'm professional, you know, but, and that's very different. But he said, he would argue that those guys are still hobbyists, where they're, they're not making their entire living off of music. Yeah. Then you go down to the studio guys in Nashville, that's a whole different ballgame. You know, those guys yeah. are making their living off of music. Yeah. And he, he would just put those two in two different categories. But, but I guess what, what I'm, what I was trying to get at is, I'm still trying to wrap my head around where I need to be emotionally with this question because it it impacts how pissed I get at people, you know, that are at the jams, you know. So, for example, um, I mentioned those times when I feel like the other person's being ridiculously clueless, you know, when they when when other people are up there and they so sort of know what's going on, and then you. Like there's one there's one silly level of cluelessness where I don't know this song. That's totally different. That everybody has that. We play a song yeah, we, we don't can't know. know every you single can't know song every song, right? Yeah. So that's knows. that's and over here. Even you know. if you had know a ton of songs, mm -hmm. and I do, right. and I play with players that know songs that I don't know, but I can follow them. You know what right, I mean? Right. Uh, uh, but you can't know every song, and even if you did know every song. Uh, ten months, somebody will come out with a new song, and you won't know it. Right? Yeah. Okay. You just can't know them all. Yeah. But you can have a good idea of the theory mm -hmm. and be able to follow. Yeah, 
I guess so with with myself like if I had the choice if I came to your jam and if I had the choice I would choose to get up with you three guys and that's it you know because I because my my purpose for the jam is different from other people I think a lot of other people are going then that's why the jam's so great is because it doesn't have to be for one particular purpose but I think some guys are going to have straight fun you know and it's all about the music I'm trying to be really honest with myself and honest with everybody else. I'm coming to hustle. That's yeah. what I'm doing. I want everybody in this room and everybody in this town to know who I am. I want gigs. I'm in this deep, you know. We all so, do that. We yeah, all we do all that. do that. So so that's where my purpose is for a jam myself. And so when I get up there, I want it to be like an awesome music. I, I want the song to sound awesome because if the song sounds awesome, that means I sound awesome. And if I sound awesome, that means I'm making everybody else sound awesome. You know, it's yeah. all reciprocal. So it, you know, and it is what it is. You know, this is a jam. This is not a band right now. I'm going to have to deal with the people that are the newbies and, and I want to help them too, you know. And who, who am I to sit here and tell this 50 year old guy that? who's maybe even retired now that this is like his one true love coming to the jam. I'm going to tell him to not come anymore. That's BS, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. a B that's a BS thing for me to, to say that I'm going to, I'm going to take his love away. You know that, that like, yeah. So I don't know how to feel about, you know, I just like, I, I don't, I don't even know what I'm asking, but it's just, that, that's a, that's a, just a frustrating thing that I'm trying to wrap my head around and <coughs> not get so angry with other people and stuff. And um, like, how do you, I mean, what do you think well, about any of that? I try to remember, like I said, I told you the first time I went out, sat on a jam, I was terrible. Mm -hmm. I was, and I try to remember what that felt like. Mm -hmm. And I try to put myself back in that position and, and, and try to, uh, um, try to keep my ego under wraps, yeah. if you will. Um, then you get these moments of um, surprise. I had two moments of surprise last night. I had two guitar players I've never seen mm -hmm. in my life. And uh, um, usually, if you get a new musician, they're they're a novice, you know, at the jams. I had two guitar players came out, and they were both excellent. Yeah, yeah. I never cool. seen them before, and I thought I knew everybody. Yeah, you know, right. You know what I mean? Both from Kansas you just, City, you one, just, you just one played drums everybody. and guitar, and didn't bring a guitar. I gave both of them, well, I gave both of them my guitar to play. Here, play my guitar. You mm -hmm. know, you want to sit in, sit in. You know, play my mm -hmm. guitar. Yeah, uh, and they were both excellent. That's so, cool, man. You get these moments of surprise where you thought you knew everybody, and this guy shows up, and you don't expect much, and wow, mm -hmm. he knocks your socks off. Right. You know, and then you get these other, you know. Uh, uh, I've had music music majors come out, and uh, I'm expecting a lot, you know, and and oh man. <laughs> okay. Wait. wait Next we're, song. Wait, we're playing blues tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, man. Degree degrees don't mean a whole lot. That it's that's called the argument from authority you know you talk about you know just because i have a degree means that i'm something yeah i don't know about that yeah you know, yeah so like so i guess another thing that i'm usually pretty uh pretty blown away by you <coughs> in regards to like what the house band needs 
is that I've noticed that when we when we ran our little jam, me and my buddy Scott ran a little kind of an open mic thing. One thing that was funny is he only had really a couple of blues songs and his because he was a country guy, but what would happen is he had these songs that would be like a couple gospels and a couple blues and they would have been perfect songs for us to throw for the jammers. Yeah. Like we, we should have, if it were up to me, we should have done all our hard stuff during our little house band set and then kept all of our easy songs. So off the top of our head, we have these 10 or, you know, in, in your case, 70, you know, little songs off the top of our head, ready to go for the jam. Uh, because, so we're not sitting here going like, well, let's do country roads. No, that's like a 10 chord song. Let's not throw that at a jammer right now. You know, one thing I really like about you is you have a lot of songs rolling around in your head. Those, those six funks that are off the top of your head right now. So when you need a funk, you go, okay, big boss, man. All right, boom. And then we're yeah. one second, you're ready to go with lyrics and like, what do you think about that as, as a house band, um, having that ability to just have a catalog well, of songs? Well, that's, that's a shoe-in for me. I mean, that's easy for me because I run a blues jam. I'm a huge blues fan, mm -hmm. so naturally, <laughs> I do a lot of blues songs. You sure, know, yeah. I've performed a lot of blues songs over the years, and uh, um, um so that part's pretty easy for me. I like mm -hmm. I like the blues and and run a blues jam. I just love the blues, you know. Mm -hmm. I love uh, to me, you know, blues is is music that's got soul, you know, mm -hmm. uh, has a feeling or has emotion, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. um, so I do know a lot of songs. Yeah, yeah, blues, yeah, a lot of blues songs, and I had to learn a lot. Uh, Right off the bat, too. So. Yeah. I think everybody's... What sets people apart, I think, in town is knowing the words to songs. Because we have so many guys that you can just get up there and they go, shuffle an A, and everybody goes, okay, dung, okay, I'm ready, you know? And like, and uh, slow, in, slow blues and D, okay, you know? And, and But we're always waiting, wait, who's singing? <laughs> you know, yeah. everybody's waiting for the dude who's singing, you know, because we can all do... That's why I've told on the show before that, like, I think this town is basically built up with a whole bunch of what I call the studio guys. And not like Nashville quality studio guys, but guys that, like, in the blues world can basically handle everything you're throwing at them. I mean, we have, we have 70 to 100 blues guys that come to these jams that you can throw any blues tune at them and they pretty much can handle it in general. Yeah. And that's what I mean by a studio guy. And, that, and this happens... That, that is another level to... I would put that with the jams also because as a guy that runs jams, I get like throw curveballs on a regular basis. Sure. And so I've had to develop, you know... And there are guys that do it better than I do, mm. but I've had to like be able to handle a curveball. You know, if you throw a musical curveball to me, I've got a pretty good idea. Right, right, <laughs> you know, yeah. Already, for sure. You know, and there's some guys that don't. You know, because you, you, I have a lot uh, of experience playing sure. music. Yeah. You know, did you play in a lot of rock bands too, or is it uh, I played in a couple of classic rock bands. Yeah. I played in three or four country bands. Mm. Um, I did the seven piece Hordenheim. Um, and a lot of harmonica blues. 
I've said this on the show before. Me personally, I'm kind of over harmonica. Personally, I, I'm a little over it. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But uh, uh, but it seems like at the jams, they throw a lot of country, a lot of rock, and a lot of blues, right? I mean, all three of that area of, of songs. And the ones that get me are the rock ones, usually. You know, the yeah. ran, random classic rock that I've heard. I've heard all these songs, but I've just never played it before. Yeah, and and th those ones are the ones that give me heck a little bit when I've you know it's random Tom Petty song or some you know some random yeah. song that you guys all know because you guys you know yeah I didn't grow up of, listening to a lot there's of a lot of stuff if I can hear it in my head I can play it yeah but if I you know if you catch me on a good day I can hear it <laughs> catch me <laughs> on a bad day uh, maybe I'll hear it maybe I'll remember how that song goes You're right maybe I won't you know. Yeah, that got but that got pushed out for sixteen other songs, right? You used to have it in your head, but now you've learned another forty seven. Oh yeah, this has that important part and that key change. That, yeah, yeah, I forgot about. Yeah, even that, though I used to do this song ten years ago, mm -hmm. you know, that key change that I'm late for, that I'm four measures late for. That, that's yeah, usually yeah. what happens to me. But yeah, man. But um. I'm just really uh, excited to talk to people about jams a lot. I know I'm going to try to get off it here in the next couple of interviews because we've talked about it like every single person because I'm, I'm really curious what they think. But I just really love, I love the idea of them and, and I wouldn't be, you know, not that I have, again, not that I have that big a name, but I wouldn't be anywhere in town. I wouldn't be able to do the show. I wouldn't without these jams because I meet so many people and, and, uh, I know for me, and I've said this before too, is that for me it wasn't, it was, I'd never done like a full blue show before where it's like you're getting, as a musician, you're getting thrown D shuffle, A funk, G, sh G yeah. shuffle, you know, C slow, D funk, and boom, 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 you know, song after song and have to like, oh, okay, back in D, uh, you know. And that, that was a little bit of a learning curve, I guess, but it was really the songs. Big Boss Man, I've never heard of that song before. You know, all these blues and jazz tunes that, yeah, I mean, um, it's probably, I mean, that's one of the things that I think is great about the jams is so many songs that I'd never heard before. I mean, there's, there's just so much good music out there. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, as a, when I was a kid growing up listening to rock and roll, I was only exposed to what was being played on the radio when I um, hooked up with some really good musicians. And I found out, you know what, almost every one of these musicians has their little thing that's not, it's a little obscure, you know, that they've been listening to this one artist, mm -hmm. you know, that, that it's like, and then when you hook up with a bunch of guys who play, you get to find out what that is. Mm. And you're like, oh, you know what, I like that too, that's cool. Mm. You know, uh, uh, you get to hear about all these little obscure, you know, that's not mainstream, you're not gonna hear it on the radio, or, you know. Those guys selling about 100,000 records. You know, I yeah, mean, everybody yeah. that you're hearing on the radio is selling millions, but all those like mid-level guys that that are great, and and, and, you, and there's so much fantastic music out there. Oh, there's yeah. fantastic music that happens in Kansas City every night mm -hmm. of the week. Yeah, and uh, um, and some of it's mainstream, and some of it's not mainstream. Um, but I always think it's a shame when people don't get out and they and they when they don't. Explore 
music stuff. You know, and these days everything's like categorized. Okay, you got your country, your rock and roll, this is classic rock, this is blah, 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 blah. You know, but um, uh, to me there's only really good music and bad music. And, and there's a lot of really good music. What do you call Almond Brothers? It's kind of your point, right? I mean, what do you call those well, guys? Well, you got elements of country, you got elements mm -hmm. of jazz, you got elements of... Um, of uh, Jam band rock, kind of music. I guess. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, jams, um, just so much music. And, and back then it wasn't, everything wasn't categorized as much as it is now. It was, but it's not as much as it is now. You know, and so you get this one guy who's like, well, I don't like classic rock. I'm in the country. So he only listens to this one mm -hmm. thing. And he's missing this over here, but he might like really like it, you know. Mm -hmm. I I know for me, I try really hard, and everybody knows me knows that I do this. Is that I really like like a lot of different stuff. I mean, I I know Jim is another one that we know Jim Kent. He I see him at the jazz jams too. You know, I don't see all you know. There's guys that do the crossover a little bit. Um, Tom DeMasters is another one in town that kind of goes to some blues jams once in a while but he plays jazz a lot too and like that's really cool he's wonderful he's yeah he's wonderful. a very nice guy um okay let's kind of move on from that um what do you think in regards to like running running a band um how are how are you liking this two weeknights gigs every week is that, is that kind of a pretty sweet deal for you a little bit or? it's nice to have a regular gig because um, mm -hmm. you know you're going to get paid. Sure. Um, and um, being at the same place every every week, you know, we've kind of got a following mm -hmm. in these places. You know, we get the same same crowd, or we get you know same group of people comes out and sees us. You know, and uh, uh, so it has its pluses and its minuses. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, I like having a regular gig. Sure. You know. I just thought it was so cool that, because I was thinking, I'm like, wait a second, he has a Sunday gig and a Tuesday gig, and he hasn't even played Friday and Saturday yet, and you oh, already yeah. have two weekly gigs, like that was well, just I am really playing cool. Friday and Saturday, right, but it's right. not, yeah. Right, but that's what I'm saying, like your Friday and Saturdays are open every week to play gigs, to play yeah. non-jam gigs, you know, and like, I, I just thought that was so cool that... Um, cause like myself, I'm looking for gigs constantly, you know? So I thought that was so cool when, when I ran our jam and we did it on a Wednesday and I'm like, wow, I got like a gig every Wednesday, you know? And now we have all this time to. Yeah. Any weekday gig is like, it's worth its weight in gold. Oh yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's bike nights, there's the jams. I used to do a lot more bike nights and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know? house band gig house band gigs are good you know mm -hmm. um, um, and it helps you keep your chops up and you, you know you get a following mm -hmm. you know what was a thing in a previous band that you've been in that was really great that that like personalities or song choices or, I mean you can answer it however you want but what was something that worked really good or in the band you have now that's working really well. Oh, a thing that, oh boy, I gotta think about that. Yeah. Um, 
That was really great. I mean, well, just music, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um. So, I mean, maybe I could bait you a little bit with this. I mean, you can play pretty much almost any song you want with Danny and Paul, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. got to be a plus. Yeah. Just pers- uh, personnel-wise. Uh, personnel-wise, yeah. I mean, I'm really happy playing with Paul and Danny. They have wide... Um, um, What's the word? They they play a wide variety of music, mm-hmm. and um, and they're excellent musicians, and I respect the hell out of them, and um, they can follow me anywhere I want to go, which gives me a lot of freedom, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I just love that because mm-hmm. because I can get really creative with with them guys. Uh, I can get a lot of really creative with a lot of people, but I can get really creative mm-hmm. with them sometimes. Yeah. I, I kind of like that phrase of they can go musically, they can go with you to that place. Yeah. You know, that yeah. place you need yeah. to go. in the Because I know once in a while, like when we've done Whipping Post before, and you'll you'll go and I don't remember what kind of mode it is called, but you, you go into this like Arabian sound or something okay. in that song yeah. a couple times and Paul knows exactly what you're doing. He's right there with you and like, and, and, or you'll extend a jam out and Danny's like, all right, fine. You know, I mean, you know, you yeah. can see it. They're like, dude, I'm, you know, give me something harder. You know, you can look in their face. Like I'm, I'm right with you. What, what you doing? You know, yeah. where are we going? You know, like that's just well, so the, cool. The, um, me and Danny have always had a, 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 a he telegraphs what he's going to do. Danny Montero, mm-hmm. he telegraphs what he's going to do um, ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So if you're a person that listens and you're used to listening to a drummer, you know, he'll tell you right what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. It's just, you got to be one, the guy that's listening. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd like to think that I'm kind of good at that mm-hmm. too. I think and you Paul are. Paul is also very good at that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like I said, musically, we can go a lot of different directions and, you know, and, and musically have that musical conversation where, hey, I'm going to go over here mm-hmm. and, and we all go that way mm-hmm. or we all go this way or, you know. Yeah. What, um, what was, you know, obviously I don't need you to, you know, out anybody, but what was like kind of a thing about a previous band that didn't really work so good. Um, a band that I was in? Yeah, or, or that you've seen, or you can <coughs> well, answer it kind of any way you want. That's something that we talked about earlier, I think, mm. um, which was singers that don't really... Mm. Um, I played in a country band one time, and the uh, uh, singer had no clue, no clue what key he was singing in, uh, no clue... Um, you know, verse, chorus, bridge, didn't know what any of those things are, you know, but really good singer. I actually, probably one of the better front men that I played with, he was an excellent front man, uh, in in that he worked the crowd, and he really got the crowd into what he was doing, Mm. but, and he was a good singer, he was a good vocalist, Mm. but after that, he didn't know a thing about music, so if if we want to do two verses in a row, and then show a bridge, shove a bridge in where it's not supposed to do, or half a verse and shove a bridge right wow. in the middle there, oh, wow. you know, 
like, dude, that's not going to work. Like, right in the middle of a verse. You know, we can't put a bridge here. You know. So did, did you musically have to save his butt a couple times? Oh, all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. I know. What? And then the conversation, yeah. like, okay, you sing this in A. What key do I do that in? You do this in A. Now you're telling me. No, that sounds too high. Well, no, it, you did it last time, you did it in A. <laughs> Aren't those so? How to so like those those conversations are always really funny to me too, and I find that I find that really you, may, you probably haven't had to deal with that for a while now because I know you you usually play with some pretty quality players, but I know a lot of a lot of people have been in bands where they they do not see eye to eye with the other person for a number of reasons, either either running the band kind of things. Or, um, or the idea of what songs are we gonna play, or um, are we gonna do them like the original? Are we gonna purposefully not do it like the you know when we have those moments and you're arguing? Um, have you had any success with that, or or some things that you definitely didn't know that didn't work in those moments when you're arguing with people a little bit? Um, I generally try to go with the flow as far as like music wise. I mean. Uh, if a band was like doing too much stuff that I really just don't want to play, then I probably am not gonna stay in that band. Yeah, that's um, But uh, just about every band I've ever played in, I've played songs that I didn't really want to play, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's just part of the deal. You know, part of the deal with being a musician is you love your equipment, and no matter how heavy it is, you set up, <laughs> and you know. Even though it takes time and it's work, that's part of being a musician. Part of being a musician is paying for your equipment, um, owning the equipment, uh, taking care of the equipment, fixing it when it breaks down, and playing music that you really don't want to play. That's just all part of the music. Doing you know, stuff you don't want to do. Doing stuff you don't want to do. And suck it up. Any job is like that. Mm. I've worked a million of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, not really a million. I think that is probably, probably one of the biggest, and, and I'm in this generation too, of probably one of the biggest problems with our young generation is not understanding that concept. I'm part of it too. I mean, I'm not putting it off on them, but the, un, the idea of complaining about things that we don't want to do and being a little bit more bratty, I would say, yeah. is a good word for it, spoiled and bratty. Then, uh, and um, yeah, there's always that song... Any band, even my own band, although it's a lot less frequent, but mm -hmm. even my own band, there's that one song, man, there's always that one song, it's like, man, I hate this song, I really don't want to play this song. Okay, we're playing it, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find a way to play it and have fun with it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah that's cool, man. Um, all right, I got a couple more for you, we'll, we'll be out of here. Um, one last thing about bands and running them, I guess, is that... I think a lot of people get really, they, they get really, what's the word, frustrated with club owners and having to deal with that. I know that was a big thing in, when I was running my band is, is that a lot of the musicianship of making my charts and coming up with my songs and all, you know, and, and even, you know, even trying to even look for gigs, but 
when I came up to the owners, I really didn't know how to handle that, really, um, in regards to, like, do, you know, do I try to come up and, like, be funny? Do I try to get to know them, like, three or four times and then drop on them? I have a band. Do I come at them real strong, being like, hey, man, we got this band. We're really good. When do you want us? <laughs> you know, not not yeah. if. When, you know, there, there's probably a lot of different, like, ways and... Probably the last thing you said, you, you know, hey, I've got this band, we're really good. Uh, you know, when do you want us? Um, I am, like, not pushy at mm-hmm. all, you know. And uh, uh, I should be push, pushier, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm probably one of those guys that could be pushier. Mm-hmm. But I have a reputation now at this point, and, and mm-hmm. so I don't have to be too pushy uh, most of the time. Um, club owners are um, the ones that have decided to have live music, man. I mean, if, if you have a home club owner and he wants to have live music, I mean, he's my freaking hero. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we think of them him as the enemy, right? Yeah, a lot well, of musicians look at it as against, and it's this battle, and like, you know, you know, tough you attitude. Find one that sticks at it and wants to do it, and he sticks at it, he loves music. Um, you know, a club owner can... Uh, can kill his own club, mm. or he can, you know, bring, and a lot of it has to do with the way he treats people and the way he, you know, I've played places where they were glad to have me, and uh, I played one time, and 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 uh, they got to know me, and they and they next time I played, they knew everybody that was out in the crowd. You know, they were friendly enough that they knew everybody. Mm-hmm. And they loved the music anyway, and they were just happy. Yeah. You know, and that's the kind of place you want to have. Because it's like, uh, you know, because you got such and such, and they're following you around, and they, they come to your gigs. And, you know, and, and they treat them with respect. They already know their name when they get there. That's great. That's mm-hmm. like fantastic. So I've seen club owners like... Uh, that that made their own club, and they also made it helped me make my you know, mm-hmm. and then I've been with club owners that well you know, I've been sitting here twenty minutes I can't get a beer you know. Phil talked about that too. Phil Shrelly is talking about the idea that he thinks this against mentality and I think kids and adults kind of the kids always feel like like we're against the adult like when you're like five you know it's like we're against the adults or something and I think a lot of musicians think that we're like against the owners like it's a freaking game or something you know, it's a football game there's, or something there's musicians like, that have, um, um, there are musicians that are very entitled they have a sense of entitlement. They walk into a club and they have a sense of entitlement. Like, you know, I have to have, you know, I get free food and I get free drink. And, and you know what? That's, that's okay if the club owner uh, agrees to that and he's willing to treat you that well. But at the same time, you know, you're, you're hired to do a job. It's just like any freaking other job. You go in there, you do what you're paid to do and you get out. You know? And, and you try to do it the best you can. Um, do they think they deserve it? I've played clubs where, where the band ahead of me, the week end ahead of me, 
come in and they want their free food. Not only do they want their free food, but they gripe about it the whole time, and then they want more, mm-hmm. and then they send it back, and then they, you know what I mean? Like, okay, you know, they were supposed to have two free drinks, and they and they took four, and then they complained about it the whole time, <laughs> you know. Right. And and then and then they think they're like musical gods that you know they should people just fall down and worship them, mm-hmm. you know, because they're musicians, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, I uh, uh, I got to follow those guys into the same clubs that they play. Yeah. There's a lot of times I'll walk into that place, and that bar owner will already be like, "Man, I've I've had it with musicians mm-hmm. up to here." Mm-hmm. You know, last the last guy that was I dealt with him. I know what you, I know exactly what you're gonna do to me. You know, mm. and like you can't be that way. You gotta I treat people with respect. Uh, you gotta treat people with respect. Res- yeah. respect. You know. I like you talking about, and this is again what Phil was talking about is that this is like a partnership with yeah. you and the owner. You know, it's it's not against. It's like the the you just like you said. You you treat him with respect, and I like the. You're basically talking about you need to make sure you negotiate all that stuff with him. What drinks you get, what food you get, what the, you know, I mean, if it's no, yeah, all negotiated. Sure then, and if you want to agree yeah. to that, then agree to it. If, right. if somebody, uh, uh, if a club owner, uh, uh, you know, messes you up, you know, doesn't treat you right, then don't play there. Yeah. That's a great piece of advice, man. I think a lot don't of don't get mad. Just don't play uh, there. Yeah, you know, if somebody does you wrong in business, you just don't do business with them. Right. Um, does I that think, do any good to go cuss them out? Why would it? I know. Um, I, I that's another thing you know that always amazed me uh, is this whole double booking thing because I've been double booked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I never come out ahead by by. Getting irritated, getting mad mm-hmm. about being double booked. I've never come out ahead. You know what? Uh, I've been uh, uh, extremely understanding about getting double booked. You know what? I come out ahead every freaking time mm-hmm. because if I get double booked, I'm like, okay, you know, uh, um, all right, we'll just, you know, book me again. I will, well, I'll book you twice again because mm-hmm. I'm sorry I double booked you. That's great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've had that happen to me I don't know how many times. And then I've watched some of these other band leaders go in. It's like, you double booked me. You, I can't believe you guys just can't do anything right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how about a gig? Well, what are you going to do with that? What are you yeah. going to say? You yeah. think you're going to get another gig after that? Right. You know? Yeah. That's a great point, man. Because what, yeah, because like, again, I really am interested in psychology stuff. Like, what's the purpose of that? That's just a vet. When he's so pitching, you know, so I mean, that's, you know, that's all he's doing. And I mean, if I go in there with the attitude that you owe me, you know, like, what's a good, what good is that going to do me? Mm-hmm. But if I go in there with the attitude, well, I'm, I'm here to work with you. You know, mm-hmm. you're the boss. I'm the employee. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to keep working for you. So, you know, give me another gig or whatever. You know what? I mean, that works really well for me. Yeah. I know you talked a minute ago about something that I talked to my, or talk, or I think about my students about, about what kind of expectations can I set on them. 
And I was thinking about this, I, I call it the muscle. And what I'm meaning by that is like, you, you think of like the gangsters or whatever, where they, they have like the muscle to just come in here and just make everybody do whatever they want, you know? And so yeah. I think about that in regards to my students, where if I have a crap load of students, then I now have a little bit more muscle with these two turds over here, you know, that aren't doing what they're supposed to you know, then I've got 48 more students that these two aren't so important anymore in the grand scheme of my life. If they drop, it's not that, that, not that big deal. So with you, what you were talking about of, you're kind of up to this situation now where when you book a show, you're, you're not gonna, you don't have to go in there and guarantee them zero people. You know, you're, yeah. you can guarantee them more people you, you obviously already have many gigs on the books. I mean, you know, just jams, you've got 200 this year, or 100, yeah. right? 50 oh, yeah. and 50, you know, I mean, oh, yeah. you, you have plenty of gigs that you a club owner could come out and watch your show to see what, what name you have. They can talk to everybody in town, and they can give you reference. So, like, you have this, this muscle, you know, to be, like you were talking about, maybe some people do a... Samantha might be up to that level where she can kind of guarantee some people she's a good act she can you know or or another example or yeah trample underfoot you know, it was or, another you know, example or, in town. Uh, club owners they talk to each other uh -huh. uh, uh, a lot more than musicians realize and uh, uh, also you know you just got your good diehard fan that loves a lot of music and and uh They'll give you a call. Hey, you know they're having music here. You need to go hit this place up for a gig or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, so and uh, the reputation kind of works. You know, at it snowballs. Sure, it accumulates. Yeah, you know, that's obviously where everybody's trying to get to. You know, we're all trying to get well, to that spot where we can. Well, get these bands that are that they yeah. throw together this band, and maybe like the best band in the world. But they're only together together a year, and 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 they can't get gigs, so they quit, and they you know, and they form other bands, or they just mm. quit, you know. And then they start it over again. But but then you got these bands that have been around forever, and they just been around forever, and they have a reputation. You're building a reputation for for good music is what you're doing. Mm. You know, if you build that reputation, and you have the longevity, then it's gonna snowball mm -hmm. you know yeah it's about the patience then i guess right i mean you have a little bit of patience to get the people together and yeah you're dealing with 50 year old children too <laughs> all of us yeah. all of us knuckleheads but yeah man well cool well i got uh i got one more for you here um you were talking to me about a uh a ozarks story uh, right to, to, yeah, I did a gig at, in the Lake of the Ozarks, and this was with, a, not my band, this was a band that I was playing with, and um, it was late fall, it was cold weather, you know, they normally have a good crowd, and this night they didn't have a good, good crowd, and it was all the band's fault, well, of course it wasn't our fault, you know, but it was all the band's fault, uh, um, club owner goes home early, leaves, uh, the bar, uh, his general manager, or whatever it is, you know, to take care of the bar. And so we get to the end of the night. Um, we'll take out all our stuff. We load it in the vehicle, in the, in the trailer, 
we had in this van. And, um, you know, they're griping about, you know, there's nobody here, there's nobody here. So they called the gig early. You know, we're all good with that, you know. Um, you know, no cut and pay was discussed, but, you know, we pretty much plan on getting paid. Nobody said we're not getting paid, or we would have mm. just packed it up and went right. home before we started the gig. Right. I, I, well, I'm sure we, right. somebody would have complained about that, too. Right. But, um, um, so we're packing up. As soon as the last piece came out the door and sat down on the trailer, you heard a click, and you turn around, and every single light in the place was out and it was dark inside no I'll blame Blaze like, we're not home anymore have we got paid yet no, uh, no we haven't okay well so we go back up to the door knock on the door dun, 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 dun. nobody's home I don't think there's anybody in there I think they left and I mean they were just in there I mean the whole place was like Five or six employees there, sure. and it's just as soon as we walk out the door, it's like click, no lights, nothing. Wow. Everything. Wow. So uh, it was like a comedy moment. Oh, that's. Unfortunately, uh, the band leader had the club owner's home phone number sure. and called him, and the club owner came out and paid us for that gig. Oh wow! But we waited for an extra hour. Yeah, sure. After we were ha have been done oh, and so wow. and nobody was happy. You know. So did you get but, the did you get the impression that the club the club owner told them to do that or were you not quite sure or did it look I think like I was a manager. Well, I think they just didn't like that they didn't have a crowd. They didn't make any money yeah. that night, and they didn't want they're, to be in the band. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean that's a tough night. That's just a tough night. Yeah, wait, 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 yeah. waitresses but don't make At the same time, money. man, we're, you know we're doing what we're doing, and we expect to get paid. Yeah. And and. You know, we depend on that money. So, so did um, they did they expect you to bring bring people like down well, to the Ozarks? Well, it's like the I mean, there's gonna be like people. I mean, the, the place where we played usually has an enormous crowd anyway. It was just bad weather, whatever. You know. Yeah, that that's those are the those are the moments where you. You know, kind of do the sigh, and you're, you know, you're just like, okay, so what, you know, what, what's really going on here? And that's that's the tough thing where <coughs> the, the where the band, the guys start getting really skeptical of club owners. Yeah. You know, those kind of moments of of accidentally thirty years of playing, and then you've had, you know, well, four hundred of those had, gigs like, like that. You know, I've had I've played places where the the not the manager and not the owner, but the employees run you off just because they want it, They want you to. They run people out of the place, which I'm sure their boss wouldn't like because you know. I mean, they're in the business to make money. Yeah. You know, but um, I've had I've played places where the employees run people out of there, and so they because they don't want to work anymore. They yeah, don't. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. want to go home early. Sure. You know, yeah. they did their their two or three hours, and they're now they're ready to go home. You know. Well, I mean, you know, on their, on their, you know, so what? Are they making seven more dollars of tips tonight in the next two hours? You know, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that's probably their logic, right? You know, I'm yeah. going to stay three more hours. I'm going to get seven more dollars. And, yeah, that's funny, man. 
you, you and then last one is you you were talking about the <coughs> it was it was comical I mean it oh was, yeah uh, uh, I mean just as soon as the last piece was set on the in the trailer <laughs> like you turn around the whole place was lit up before <laughs> and you know you had your back to the place put the thing in and you turn around click all the lights every single light in the place is off mm, oh it's just hilarious that's funny man did you uh, you said you you said you had another one that you were talking about another story that uh, what were you saying oh yeah the guy at the jam oh uh, yeah, yeah I had a drummer one time that was uh, uh, he was so drunk and uh, his friend, he had a friend, had a girlfriend and a couple other friends with him. You know, oh, he's a great drummer. You got to get him up. Got to get him up. But he was so drunk. Um, he got up to stand to talk to me and he like fell into me. <laughs> and so I backed off and then he fell into me again. It's like, got to get me up. Boom, boom. It's like slam dancing with yeah, me yeah. while he's trying to talk to me. And he was so drunk, he didn't even realize he ran into me. Oh. You know, and he was like six foot two oh, and man. like maybe, you know, 200 pounds or so. I mean, he was just like, boom, boom. I'm like, dude, I'm saving you from embarrassing yourself. You mm -hmm. just better just sit back down. Mm -hmm. uh, so so what'd you do? Did he take your advice and not get up he there? He did actually, did you, yeah. yeah. You know, I had to really insist. Yeah, yeah. It, but, yeah uh, so. and, which, you know, was not something I really... Wanted to do because he's a big guy. Oh but, sure, and but, drunk. Um, yeah, uh, but he was too drunk. I mean, yeah. he's just yeah, dude, you're gonna embarrass yourself. Oh yeah, have you, you ever know. gotten in a not not a fist fight, but a very very heated, like a heated altercation at a jam or a, a gig? <clears throat> I'm pretty good about negotiating myself out of those. Yeah, yeah. but I have. Yeah, I have. sure. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that I've never had to deal with that before, because I, I know you hear hear guys talk about that, and we had, we had a jammer at, at the little jam that we, we ran, and this guy was, he was, he got two songs, and he was pretty pissed about it, you know? Yeah. You need to give me three songs, and he went on and on and on, and I, I mean, he wasn't a big guy, but he was like a military-looking guy, and it was, it was not gonna, it, it could have been, it ended pretty bad, and it could have ended much worse, you know, but it was, it was just a really... Horrible moment. It was no fun whatsoever. But yeah, cool man. Um, what else you got, Dave? Anything else you want to talk about, or what, what um, you? How you feeling? Um. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all out. Man. Yeah, I hear you, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming over and uh, talking a little bit about the open jams and and running bands and stuff. Cause I know a lot of that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do the show is for mainly those two topics and then teaching stuff. But those two topics, I think a lot of guys, like you, like you were saying, maybe don't have quite the, quite the most amazing attitude towards the owners. And I think a lot of times, maybe even, maybe even myself included in this, where we have, we kind of go to the jams and then we, we don't say anything to the guy and then we go to the back of the bar and just, blah, 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 man, I hate that guy, da, 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 you know, and then we don't yeah. say anything to the dude, but then, you know, then we're all bitching in the back and like, and so a lot yeah. of that stuff I wanted to bring out as much as I can and that's why I wanted to do the show is to get more advice for people like that and uh, 
maybe if you know somebody sees this and maybe they can uh you know hopefully maybe they can think twice before they just rip roar into a into a club owner and maybe that's not the, in their best interest even though they want to really yeah. badly well you never know like it's just like uh you know anybody else you, you don't know what they did with the rest of their day you don't know what they did uh, the week before, you know, like yeah. I said, I, uh, uh, you know, maybe he was fighting with his uh, supplier, you know, mm. two hours before, you know, uh, um, you never know. You just mm. never know what people are going through. Maybe his dog died, you know. And this uh, guy's been great five times before this, and today he was just a complete asshole, yeah. you know, and then, to, and then you're like... I don't get it. Well, it's not you. You know, it's something else. Well, right? yeah, yeah. Or it may not be you. But, yeah, cool, man. Um, all right, everybody. That's the show. This is Dave, this is Dave Hayes. Uh, Tuesday at Llewellyn's and uh, Sunday at uh, Christine's Firehouse. Open jams. Come to them. They're absolutely buckets of fun. Lots of good players usually. And a very, very, very quality house band. And um, so, um, I don't know who the heck's coming on the show next, but we'll have, we'll have some more of these for you. So, Casey Music Talk, there you go. Take it easy. <laughs>